Welcome to Why We Marathon, a podcast diving into the deep motivating factors for why people choose to run marathon races. Today, I have an old colleague of mine from the Movable Inc. days joining us to talk about her experience with marathon racing. Please welcome our guest, Kristen Dunleavy. Thanks for joining us today, Kristen. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. I'm happy to be here. I'm stoked to be your inaugural guest on your podcast. I'm really excited as well. Thank you for uh, joining me. I know, uh, you know, we ran a few uh, races, I think, in Movable Link together over the course of our years there. And I'm curious, you know, what are you up to today? Where are you working at? I know you uh, left Movable Link and uh, where are you living? Yeah, so I live in Brooklyn, same place. Uh, I love it here. I'm probably never going to leave. Um, <laughs> I still work in marketing. I still do content marketing. So I'm doing a very similar role to what I had before. So a lot of writing. I spend the like 90% of my time writing probably. And then I spend the other percentage of my time running. So that's really all I've been up to aside from working is running basically. That's a pretty good combination. If you ask me, I feel like, especially with the pandemic now, it's a good way to fill your day and uh, at least get outside for a little bit outside of uh, your confined home or office or home office these days, it seems. Yeah, exactly. I mean, especially in the beginning part of the pandemic, like, you know, gyms were closed and I actually wasn't even part of a gym to begin with, but I just kept on running and I kept doing it more because <laughs> it was all I could do. Like there was nothing else to do. So I just kind of turned the dial up on running a bit more, especially during the pandemic. Yeah, and that's a good point. One of my favorite parts about running is you really just need some shoes and laces and, you know, the world is your oyster and you could get right out there. Totally. And that's what I like about it. Like, all, just about anybody can do it. Like, you don't even need like the best gear. You need like a pair of sneakers and you just go outside and you do it. That's it. Definitely, definitely. So let's talk a little bit about your first marathon race. Where did you start? So my first marathon was the New York Marathon. And it was really funny because um, so I moved to New York uh, almost five years ago now. And I entered the lottery for the New York Marathon and I got in and I didn't think wow. I would get in. So I was like, OK, um, so I got in, <laughs> but I was also in the midst of doing the nine plus one to get into the New York Marathon that for the next year. So I got into the lottery like immediately and I was like, OK, I guess I'm training for a marathon now. Like I didn't know what to do. I I'd never had ran that distance before. I had no idea what I was doing because previously I was pretty much running like 5Ks. Um, I did some half marathons, but I never really truly trained for anything. Um, but the nice thing was I had just moved to New York and I didn't really know where anything was and I have a really crappy sense of direction. So <laughs> I just like started running around the city. Like I just started running around Brooklyn. I started running around Manhattan. I would be like, okay, I have to run like whatever, like 15 miles today, I'm just going to run over to Manhattan and go north and see where I end up. So that's pretty much what I did. And like, that's how I figured out my way around the city. I figured out like where I was, where I wanted to run, where I didn't want to run. Um, so like, and that's like the thing that really drove me. I don't even know that I would have chosen to train for a marathon if I lived anywhere else but New York, because I just love running here so much. Like I just love being out there and like seeing different neighborhoods. Like that's all super exciting to me. And that's really, that's kind of like what drove me to train for the marathon, honestly. Um, so for, so for the first, for the first New York marathon that I ran, 
um, I was, yeah, just like running around New York. I kind of loosely stuck to a training plan that I found, I think on like runner's world magazine or something, but like, I never really follow training plans. And like, I never, I don't even like follow recipes. Like I kind of like glance <laughs> at them and I'm like, okay, I'll like kind of like do this and this. Um, so I did like an approximation of like what I thought was marathon training. So I, I was maybe running like so I was probably running like 15 miles between Monday through Friday. And then on the weekend, I would do a long run. And then I kept going like up and up from there. Um, but I wasn't really like, I wasn't really like putting my all into it. I was doing what I thought I needed to do in order to like get my miles up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was hard because like I didn't really know anybody else who was like training. Um, so it was like really, really hard for me. Um, but yeah. Wow, like, you did, you did a solo training. Yeah, I like I just I I didn't know anyone else who was like running. <laughs> like I knew other runners, but I didn't know anybody who was like training for that particular marathon. Yeah. Um so I did my best and like the marathon was great. Like it was so much fun. Um I didn't do amazing, but like it was fun and like all I wanted to do honestly was finish. I had this fear that like something would happen and like I wouldn't be able to finish. I, I just like I was like, oh no, like my legs are gonna give out at mile eighteen. That's definitely <laughs> like, a scary that was... feeling that I think every marathon runner has had. And you know, you see some people just, you know, cramp out point one or point two away and yeah. that's heartbreaking. Totally. Yeah. Can and go I go back I a second a too and just uh explain the nine plus one program to folks that might not be familiar with it. Cause that's actually that's how I got into my first marathon. I also did the nine plus one. Uh, challenge with the New York Roadrunners. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So the nine plus one, you basically run nine of their races and then you volunteer at one of them. And that guarantees you entry to the New York marathon for the following year. Um, So that's what a lot of people do to get into the marathon. Um, The other way to get into the marathon is through the lottery, but that's sheer luck. And there's like no telling if you'll actually get in. Um, so I ended up doing both. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I got to run it twice. So, so that was fun. And what was uh, your favorite part about the New York marathon? Cause that takes me back. You know, my first marathon was in New York and just the race is incredible. Five different boroughs, so many sites. What was, give me the one highlight from that race for you. Oh man. I think just like everyone there, like the crowd is so awesome. And like my parents came to watch me race. Um, and my, my boyfriend came to watch me race too. And I would like never bother my boyfriend to like come with me to see any race because they're also like freaking early. But that one, I was like, dude, I'm running my first marathon. Like you kind of have to be there. So, so he met up with my parents and like they were, I think they were on um, at Fifth Ave where there's like a lot of crowds. So I was like worried that I was going to miss them, but I saw them because I was like kind of like texting with them. Um, Cause like previous to that, I was running over think what bridge is that um it's the bridge right before going over to fifth ave um might be the queensboro bridge yeah yeah the queensboro yeah 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 oh god that bridge is horrible yeah but (laughs) quiet i I find it quiet and you just hear the foots you know tap 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 and then you're over and you hear the crowd roar which is like one of my favorite parts of the race yeah yeah and like but by that point like i was like i was struggling through that bridge and then I, I didn't know at the end, like, that's where the crowds would be. I, I really had no idea. And then, like, I come out and, like, I see, like, my parents and my boyfriend. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is so cool. Like, it actually, like, it actually did give me, uh, like, the strength to keep going, honestly. And then, like, when you see all those people, it's, like, 
you have to keep going. Like you almost like don't want to disappoint them. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. Pressure. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I can't drag my feet now. Like they, they see me here. So, so yeah, like that, that was something super cool that like, I didn't even think about that. Like I didn't really think about the crowds and everybody talks about the crowds at the New York marathon, but like, you don't really know what it's going to be like until you're there and until you're doing it. So it was really, really awesome. Definitely. The energy there is unbelievable. Did uh, your boyfriend make a sign for you? Um, they didn't have a sign. They had like a bell and like some noisemaker. All right. That's always stuff. fun. <laughs> the signs might be one of my favorite parts too. Do you have any uh, favorite signs on the, on the courses that you see? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, my friend, Laura, uh, what was it? She, she has this really awesome sign that she brings to races it says like no time for walking and it has a picture of Christopher walking. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I've seen that out there. Yeah. I think yeah. My that's favorite, a good one. I always like the beer ones, you know, the, uh, mm-hmm. you're, in, you're in the beer at the end of the race. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, Oh my God. Yeah. That's like the best tasting beer of your life. Yep. So uh, tell me a little bit, have you run any marathons since New York? Yeah, so I did New York for a second time. And then I did um, the Philly Marathon that was in 2019. Um, So I did that one because I when I did New York the second time, I just didn't get the time that I wanted. Like, I think I ran like maybe like a minute or two faster. But I just didn't feel like I was like performing as well as I wanted to. It could have also had to do with my like slapdash marathon training method. (laughs) But like, so for the Philly one, I actually really wanted to PR really badly. So I trained a little bit harder. um, And I heard that Philly was a little bit flatter and a little bit faster. So that's part of why I wanted to do that one. Um, So I did it. And it was really hard because the day that it, the, the day of the race, it rained, like it poured and it was about like, I think it was like 39 degrees or something. So like it was really cold and it it was like that weird weather where like it's so cold, but it's like just cold enough not to be snowing, but it's raining. (laughs) So I was was there. I was there. It was, it was a tough conditions for that race. Yeah. That was uh, my third, uh, my second marathon. And that was an intense one to your point, you know, to deal with those conditions, how did you adjust? I actually went to like Uniqlo and just bought a bunch of clothes. (laughs) Like I didn't have like the stuff with me that I thought I would need. I think I I had brought like shorts and like, I don't know, like a t-shirt. Like I usually, I keep it pretty simple when I'm running a race, but I was like, okay, like I might need like a rain jacket or something. So I bought like a rain jacket and like, I don't know, I think like a shirt or something. And I was like, I hope this is okay. Cause like it, it was so cold. I just like, didn't know what to do. Like I wasn't prepared for that weather. So yeah, it ended up being fine. And I actually ended up PRing by like almost 20 minutes on that race. Wow. Like I was not expecting that at all. Like I really, really gave it my all. And like, I was like shocked because I didn't think I was going to do well <laughs> during that race. That's amazing. That's actually my PR right back there is from Philadelphia too. So uh, that was oh, mine. So, that's awesome. Yeah, it's sort of funny how it was um, horrible conditions that day, but we both PR'd. Um, so that's your PR. Um, I guess I'm curious, you know, so what did you learn about yourself after, you know, doing New York twice and then Philly and having that be your PR or in general, you know, what is something you didn't know about yourself before running marathons? Uh, I didn't even know that I could have, that I could run a marathon. <laughs> like, and I didn't know that like I could train harder um, and do a marathon. Like I thought I would hit like some kind of limit 
when it came to running and like I didn't think I could run every day like I thought I would get injured like I didn't know I could run you know like 20 miles in like a day like I had no idea I really didn't know that I didn't know that like I, I could run that many miles and it's funny because like to me that was so much and like I'm running even more now than I was then and like it's I don't know like you when you keep pushing yourself you like you just keep going like I don't know what I thought was going to happen because back then like I was so afraid of like just getting injured or something or like not being able to do it but that didn't happen so so it was nice and it was really encouraging like I, I just I just really had no idea because I've never been athletic like I didn't I never did sports in high school or college or anything so running was like the first sport that I ever did. So I didn't really expect to be able to do, to do it, first of all, or to be good at it, second of all. But I'm still going, so that's cool. Amazing. Yeah, you never really know how far you could push your own body until you try it. So that's definitely a, a great point about marathon running. How about when we're going to race day? What do you, what's sort of your normal race day attire? Any favorites that you have? You know, Lucky Charms or anything like that? Yeah, I don't really have any like lucky charms. I try to keep it super simple on race day. So like I I don't like to wear like a jacket if I don't have to. I'm normally wearing like shorts um, and like a tech t-shirt. Um, I'll usually figure out what I'm wearing beforehand. But like in the situation with the Philly Marathon, like I just did not know what I was doing or what I was going to wear. And I ended up buying like everything that I wore the day before, which is a major no-no yep. <laughs> Like to a lot of marathoners. You really are supposed to not wear the, the thing you're going to wear in the race for the first time during the race. Um, but it was OK. It ended up being OK. So, you know, you, you don't need to abide by the rules all the time. Definitely a great point there and always good to be prepared, but you never know what's going to happen on marathon day. I remember at that same Philadelphia marathon, I took a um, promotional hat from Dunkin Donuts to wear because it was <laughs> just too cold out and I needed my ears covered. I ended up ditching it at like mile 15, but it was, uh, you know, you're going to have to go with the flow and be prepared for those last minute changes as well. Um, I still see people wearing those hats, by the way, in New York, because they had those at the New York Marathon, too. I Like, it's so funny. Like, you see those things, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you were, like, you were totally running the New York Marathon. Oh, that's amazing. What a good connection you, you can make there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so weird. Like, Dunkin' Donuts marathon running. Sure. Yeah. Hey, it's a good combo. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe they'll come on as a sponsor. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what's been your uh, your favorite marathon out of all those, if you had to pick one? I would say the Philly marathon. Um, I, it was just like super, I felt like it was very laid back. Um, they didn't have like the barriers in the street, like they do in the New York marathon. Um, so it was really funny. Like there were like runners, like professional runners out in the course at one point. I don't know if you saw them, but they were like giving the runners high fives. Um, it was super cool. Like this one, there was like this one pro runner that like gave me a high five in the middle of the course. It was like freaking awesome. Um, yeah, it was just like, I, I don't know, like it was, it was a lot more like down to earth in that way. Um, aside from being a lot, what I thought was like a lot flatter. Um, I just thought it was like very like, I, I don't know, like it didn't have like the barriers. Um, it just felt like it wasn't as much as an ordeal, I feel like, as the New York Marathon. The New York Marathon, you get on a bus at 4 a.m. and you go to Staten Island and then you wait around for two hours. 
with the Philly Marathon, it like didn't really have those things. And I kind of liked it for those reasons. Definitely. Yeah, the security at New York is just unbelievable. I mean, the NYPD does a great job, but definitely not the easiest for marathon runners to get up that early, go through yeah. all the points and everything like that. I, I feel you there. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the security is totally necessary. I get it. But I also yep. like, you know, I like to not be herded like a cattle <laughs> into like the, the staging area, you know, even though that's like the reality for so many races. But yeah, that's yeah. I, I like the Philly Marathon. Definitely. And was that the most scenic one, would you say, or? Um, I don't know. I think New York might have Philly be on the scenic route aspect of it, just because you get to go over the bridges. Um, you go through like Central Park. I mean, by that point, you're probably in pain, so you don't really <laughs> notice how nice it is. Just but the there's so, line. <laughs> yeah, in New York, there's so much to see, even in like Brooklyn, like, it's just cool, like racing through the five boroughs and like, seeing how different they all are um that's what i like about the new york marathon yeah each neighborhood has its own vibe which is just just awesome so you know one of the things that really impacts me running is music um i feel like the music moves mm -hmm. me and it, and it really transforms you from you know each point of the race uh you know at some points i'm i have a certain type of music i'm playing at other points i switch it up what's your go-to playlist and how do you structure it going into a race <laughs> oh man, I have a Spotify playlist of like 500 songs that I just like keep adding to. Um, it's all, it totally runs the gamut on genres. Um, so I listen to everything from like punk to rap to like ska. So like there's everything on that playlist. Um, so it's not super organized, but sometimes what I'll do, like when I'm adding songs to the playlist, I'll, if, I'll, if I know that like today during my five mile run, I want to listen to a bunch of ska songs. I'll just like go to that part of the playlist where like I was going through something and I added like 50 ska songs for some reason and I'll just like <laughs> listen to them like consecutively like within that same playlist. So I should probably just like group them out and organize them into other playlists, but I don't. Um, I kind of like having this like massive playlist. So like when I am doing a longer run, I'm not like listening to the same thing over and over and over again. Um, but yeah, it's basically just like a giant beast of a playlist. Wow. That is a lot of songs. I don't think I have nearly as many. So are you just shuffling it the whole time or like, are you looking down at your phone to pick a different song when you reach a certain mile marker? How does that work? For the most part, I'm just shuffling it. And then like, if I get tired of a certain song, like, and I realize I'm skipping over it a lot, then I just like remove it from the playlist and I'm like, okay, you're out. <laughs> like I've skipped over you too many times. So. Yeah, I, I am going through it and like editing it like on a constant basis. Gotcha. Do you have one song that you listen to at the beginning or end of races? <sighs> Not really. I feel like that's, Different. yeah, okay. I feel like, yeah, I feel like by the end of a race, I just, I, I have nothing left. I don't <laughs> even know if I notice what like I'm listening to at that point. Um, and then at the beginning, it's just, as long as it's something super high energy, I just see what comes on the playlist and then go with it. Awesome. Any recommendations you have for training for folks, um, you know, based on your skill set and experience? Oh, man. Um, I don't know. It's so hard because, like, everyone is so different. Um, I would say, like, honestly, like, try running with other people and, like, talk to coaches if you can. Um, because it really helps to see like what other people are doing. Um, and not necessarily to compare your experience to other people, but like 
be able to like bounce ideas off of them and see what they're doing. And even just like going on Instagram and following runners who seem like they're doing a good job and like see what they're doing. Um, that's what I did a lot of. And I feel like that helped me a lot. Are there any uh, specific runners that you admire or follow that you might Oh my recommend? God. So many. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so there's this guy, Eddie Gita. Um, I used to go see his band play like way back in the day. He had this noise band called an albatross. Um, he is a distance runner. Um, so every day for the past 365 days, it just ended on Thursday. He ran double digit miles every single day. Um, wow. to honor the memory of his wife who passed away in 2019. Um, oh so after she passed away, he ran like 10 plus miles every single day for a full year. Um, and he just completed his 365 days on Thursday. So like wow. incredible. Like I can't even like this guy is like a vegan. He doesn't like touch alcohol. He's just all he does is run. All he does is run. And like, it's, it's so inspiring to me. I'm just like, when I see him, like he posts his runs on a daily basis and he runs at night too. He runs at like midnight around Philly. Um, So I just like seeing, I I like reading about his runs and like, it's just, it's really cool and like super inspiring. Um, Eddie Giga, we'll check that out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, Who else? Um, Another person is, uh, Jerry Francois, um, he's the leader of Goldfinger Track Club here in New York. Um, okay. he, he's really awesome. Actually, Runner's World just did a profile on him. Um, he okay. led a lot of protest runs over the summer um, that I was fortunate to be a part of. And he's just really cool. He started just a huge community effort around like running and getting people involved and like making sure that like people knew about like the black history of Brooklyn and like where we were running and making sure that like, like people of all races were involved in running. Um, And he's just a, he's an amazing runner, just like a super positive, super cool guy. Um, But yeah, he's awesome. There's, there's uh, just a second. Can can I just chime in for a second there? I'm curious to hear more about the, um, the protest runs. Cause uh, you know, obviously that was a huge, huge moment. Wow, huge moment in 2020 and you know I'd love to just hear how you got involved and a little bit more about the orgs that you you ran with yeah okay so here in New York um a a running crew uh was created by this guy his name is coffee c-o-f-f-e-y that's what everybody calls him <laughs> he's that coffee boy on instagram um but so he created running to protest which is a group um, that he started um, last summer, in the summer of 2020, as a response to everything that was going on. Um, so he, we would do runs in support of Brianna Taylor. Um, we actually just did one today uh, in support of Ahmed, um, Ahmed Arbery. Um, so every it's been happening every single month um, ever since, I think, like June of 2020. Um, and he's brought together people from all over the city. Um, and we run in the middle of the street and we take over the street. Um, and there's people on bikes who like stop traffic um, to make sure it's safe for everybody to run. Um, but it's, it's just like such a super cool experience. And I've met a lot of like the best people through doing these runs. Um, so it's been really incredible 
incredible. Um, so it's a lot of like running groups that come together. Um, I don't know if you guys in LA have like running crews, but that's something Definitely. that people take like, yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I didn't realize how serious of a thing that it was actually until like moving to New York. Um, but there's so many different running crews and a big point of this running to protest is to bring all the crews together um, for like one like common cause. Um, so that's been a really cool thing. And that's actually how I found out about Goldfinger Track Club um, and Jerry Francois because he was leading his own protest runs too. And then like we all, everybody kind of comes together for like running to protest. So like it's, it, it's super cool. That's amazing. Uh, we'll put those uh, links in the show notes as well, just to make sure people can find them. I would love to join one next time I'm back in New York and love just the, you know, the energy and the community I think that running brings together, especially in this case. Um, have you noticed sort of since you've been, you know, marathon running, um, it sounds like, you know, you've made a nice community with these two clubs. Has that been a big part of your journey? Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially during the pandemic, like I didn't, have any races to run <laughs> so I didn't really know what to do with myself so it was really nice that running to protest existed because like I had something to look forward to every month and like I had people to see and like I, I knew that I, fe I felt like I could be spending my time in a positive way um, I felt like if I was going to run anyway, then like, why not be running for a cause to bring attention to like what's going on? We even did one um, where like they were checking to make sure like people were registered to vote. So like, it's just, it's really, really, it's a nice thing to do. And it's like, I usually like to plan my long runs around it. So for the one that I went to today, I did like a 12 mile run and we did, um, we did 2.23 miles um, by Washington Square Park. Uh, in honor of uh, Ahmed Arbery. Um, so it was, it was just really cool. It's just like, it's a nice thing to like, look forward to too. And it's important. So it's like, I, I feel like if I can just be a part of it and like, post about it, like, maybe some people who wouldn't be thinking about these things, like, would think about these things, you know, like, it's just, it's nice to like, yeah, just, it's, it's something that's ongoing. And like, we need to keep talking about it. I completely agree with you there, Kristen. And I mean, I think running is just a great way to, sh you know, really sh show in numbers how many people care about a specific issue and you're out there on the streets and with the community. So I'm really glad uh, you brought that up today because that's definitely something I'd love to promote uh, to all my listeners here. And uh, I am curious, I just noticed in the background here, um, if you're lo looking at his, our YouTube video, you'll be able to see it. If not on audio, just picture a few bibs hanging up on a bulletin board there. Can you just tell me what races those are from? If there's any specific memories yeah. you have? Actually, um, the, so the one in the front that has like no label on it, that's from another like running um, uh, cause related thing that I was doing for a long time. Um, they haven't done one recently, but um, it's so there's this organization called Fast Feet NYC. Um, and they were doing this thing at um, the, McC the McCarran Park track in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, um, where you would run around the track as many times as you could. And for each lap that you did, you would donate a dollar um, to Fast Feet and a Black-led organization. Um, so every month they would have a new organization that they would be promoting um, and they would have like speakers um, and it was really, really cool. Um, I don't, they haven't done one this winter so far, I don't think, but like I have a bunch of bibs from doing that. I think like the most that I was able to do on the track was like 26 laps. 
So wow, that's it, amazing. It, it wasn't too bad. So yeah, it's, it's as many laps that you can run within an hour and then you donate a, a dollar for each lap. So that was super cool. Um, so that's what a lot of those bibs are from. Um, and then one of the bibs is also from the Philly marathon too. So like, I haven't run that many races in the last year, but yeah, those are, those are the ones that I got. Yeah, I love collecting the bibs. I got a few back there uh, behind me on my wall. Always a fun sort of souvenir to take home with you and just memory, you know, that you'll have forever. Um, I am curious, you know, so we've talked a lot about running, a lot about, you know, all the prep and training you've done, all the long runs, 12 miles to 20 miles. What do you do after the race? <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your recovery routine. Oh, man, I eat. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> That's everyone's first destination, always... right? Yeah, I have. I'm always so hungry. So yeah, like usually like I try within like the first 30 minutes after running, I try to have like some kind of like protein shake thing. Um, there's a really good coffee shop near me that does this one shake that's like, it's like almond milk, banana, um, uh, it's like almond milk, banana, and like a shot of espresso and peanut butter. <laughs> so that's Sounds like good. my go-to for after a run. Um, but yeah, I generally like, I eat a lot of like carbs after a run too. So often I'll have a bagel after I run. Um, and for, for part of my recovery, especially if I'm running in the cold, like I am now, um, it's been like consistently under 30 degrees for like the past 30 days here in New York. So it's been intense. Wow. Um, so after I run in really cold weather, I usually try to take an Epsom salt bath. Um, and I feel like that helps a lot too. That's usually only on the weekends when like I have the time to do that. But like, yeah, that's, that's something I look forward to after my runs. How long does it usually take you, would you say, to recover from a marathon? Um, you know what, like I, after running the three marathons that I ran, I felt okay the next day. Like I didn't feel that sore and I was really surprised. I think as long as you get uh, for me personally, if, when I get enough sleep, I recover like fairly quickly. Um, so I think just real rest after you run is a really big part of it. So like if I can get like nine to 10 hours sleep after I do a long race, like I'm good to go. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. I'm not really that sore or anything the next day. Like I, it's so weird because I always think I'm going to feel terrible and I don't. So yeah, fingers crossed. That's, that's a good sleep thing. is definitely important. And I think overlooked sometimes in the recovery process. And I'm glad to hear you do mm -hmm. that protein shake right afterwards. I made the mistake a few years ago, just having a beer as my first thing. Um, and that was a little too <laughs> intense for me, uh, versus, uh, some other healthier options, perhaps. Um, you can get pretty drunk pretty fast if you just drink a beer <laughs> after you run. That's a good point. What's your uh, go-to bar after the New York city marathon? Do you have one? Oh my gosh. Uh, I, if I could have hobbled over to Brooklyn, I would have gone, oh my God, anywhere in my neighborhood. I, I, I've always wound up in just like random places on like the Upper West Side, like no disrespect to the Upper West Side, but like <laughs> I could barely feel my feet at that point. So like, I don't even know, I, I don't, I've gone out to places. I don't know where I have gone. <laughs> like I, I have no recollection. That's totally fair and uh, probably the <laughs> feeling a lot of marathon runners have as well. Um, 
and Kristen, I'll, I'll end with one last question here. I'm just curious, what kind of sneakers are you running? I feel like there's definitely a, uh, a loyalty behind what shoes people wear during marathon races. Everyone has a brand or a specialty or one model that they like. What's, what's your go-to sneaker? Yeah, I just got into Hoka's recently, uh, Hoka 1-1. So um, I just got the Hoka Rincon 7s, and they're really good. They're really light. Um, they actually take some getting used to because they're so much lighter than what I'm used to. Um, for a really long time, I was wearing the Nike Air Pegasus, um, and I'll probably go back to them at some point too. Um, I wore them for years, like probably like a solid seven years. Um, so I did like those for a long time, but I really wanted to branch out. Um, and I love the Hoka's. They're just like super light um, and they're super cushy. I really like them for long runs, which is the majority of like what I do now. Um, so yeah, like I'm definitely on a Hoka kick, but I'm always open to like trying new shoes too. So I'll probably like go back and try something new after this. Awesome. Yeah. I've heard the Hoka's get a lot of hype lately. I haven't tried them, but, but uh, I'll have to maybe give them a try after that solid recommendation from you. Yeah, I recommend you should check them out. Awesome. Is there anything I missed today, Kristen, that you want to add in about your personal marathon story or, or why you started to run marathons? Um, not really. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, like, yeah, we did. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like if you think you can't do it, think again, (laughs) because you probably can do it. I like that. That's a great way to end the episode. Uh, thanks everyone for listening today. As a reminder, visit whywemarathon.com for some additional stories and photos from Kristen and all of our other guests. And uh, please rate and review us as well. And uh, share this with your friends on Instagram, Facebook, whatever social media platform you're using today. Thanks for joining. Woo-hoo.